Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone and thank you for joining. Vince Lombardi said, winners never quit and quitters never win. Well, after today's show, we won't be saying that no more. (laughs) Back in 30 seconds. Hey everyone, Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandeva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items, too. That's shopcharlieandeva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandeva.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm Charlie Lobosco. And I am Eva Lewandowski. So, Charles, let me ask you a little question. Have you ever been embarrassed because you had to quit a goal? Oftentimes, my dear. Really? Yes. Me too. Yeah. So that's why I am excited that we are talking to our guest today, which is Dr. Stanley Robertson, and he is a fellow Chicagoan, a coach, a speaker, and he is the author of Quit, (laughs) The Last Principle of Success. Sorry for that. And his website is thequickdoctor.com to learn more. So, Dr. Stan, how are you? Thank you for joining. Uh, I'm amazing. Uh, Thank you guys for having me on, and I'm super excited to share some insights into how uh, your guests can be successful quitters. Yes, and I'm excited about that, too. So let me ask you a quick question. So winners never quit. You say that's a fallacy. Now, how is that? Yeah, that is a total myth. We've been told that all our lives that uh, winners never quit and quitters never win. But we know, in fact, that highly successful people quit things all the time. Uh, For example, Michael Jordan quit baseball and won a three-peat. The Rock quit wrestling, became a superstar action hero and Schwarzenegger quit being an action hero and became a governor. Those people were highly successful in what they were doing and they were highly successful when they quit those things. And those types of stories are endless. So uh, this idea that winners never quit is just totally wrong. And you've actually said that no one has ever achieved great success without quitting. Um, Is that really true? true? Because, I mean, those guys, when you talk about those guys, those guys were highly successful, and then they quit to do something else. But how about, you know, some people that aren't highly successful? Yeah, nobody, no no human being can be highly successful without giving up things. The idea of quitting, that, there's actually a technical term for this notion of uh, quitting. The word quit, the, the technical term, if you look at the research and consider the studies, the technical term for the idea is go disengagement, goal disengagement. So what that means is if you're going to quit something, you're going to stop doing one thing, you have to disengage from a previous goal and then reconnect or reposition yourself to something uh, new. And no one has done anything and it was they achieved great success or great wealth 
as a result of doing one thing, and that's the only thing they've done in life. So every single human being has had to uh, quit something in order to get to, finally get to the thing. Because now sometimes we may think of that in terms of this is that person's experience or that person's background or uh, the ups and downs or the roller coasters, but that's how life works. And the sooner we recognize that it is okay to quit things, the better or the closer and the faster we'll get to our success. You're never going to be successful just because you did one thing. I mean, you know, now we may think of like, oh, that, that guy, let's say, you know, I don't know, the Schwarzenegger or the Rock. We may think that, oh, well, they were already successful, so they quit, uh, the Rock quit wrestling. He was already successful in, in wrestling and became a, an action star. But in fact, before he ever became a wrestler, uh, if you go backwards in his story, he's quit many other things before he became um, a wrestler. In fact, he was a failed um, wrestler when he first started. Oh, that's really interesting because I didn't know that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Dr. Stan, um, this kind of bugs me a little bit, right? Because <laughs> it's almost freeing me now. Um, and when I look at it and I, it almost, it's like people demand, and a lot of times it does come from sports, but they demand not to quit. In other, it's almost as if we're following their personal agenda so that they can move on and grow, right? Um, with the concept of quitting, I mean, there's a lot behind it, right? I got to keep my goals in line and I got to understand who I am. But now that I know that it's on me to move myself forward. And in order to do that, I need to, I need to quit something that is not working and move it forward to something that is working. Yeah, that is correct. Um, and, and that's part of the process, which, which we may or, or may not talk about as we go along. But, um, we, you know, I did develop this four step process. Uh, and one of the steps in the process is just that is that after you do quit something, you do have to reengage your efforts to something else. Uh, and then again, we may get to that or not. But as far as individuals, if you're going to achieve success and you're going to do great things in life, we do have to understand that the society, American society, has taken the word quit and turned it into a negative thing. If yeah, you think that's, about that's, it. No, go ahead. I'm, that, I'm so, if you think about it, the word itself, the word "quit" is neither you know positive or negative. It's just a word, and we have attached a negative connotation to that word, and that's the problem. So, so that causes us to not want to quit things because the embarrassment. In, in fact, Oscar, you, you guys are familiar with the concept of fat shaming. Someone talks about mm -hmm. another person because they're overweight. Well, I, I uh, coined the term "quit shaming." Uh, which says that uh, if you quit something, people will embarrass you because you quit. You you quit your job. You quit a relationship. You got a divorce, uh, or whatever it was. You you quit your exercise program. You quit your eating uh, regime, and people will say things about you, and they will try to embarrass you because you you had to give up something. And uh, so I refer to that as quit shaming, and I think that that is the wrong thing for us to do. But that that's what's happening in, in our society today. Hmm. Yeah, and, and you're so right. I mean, there is this quit shaming. There's just shaming about everything because it's almost like everyone's fear is coming back at you. So you try to do something new and let's say you quit your job 
And the people that are afraid to quit their job but really want to quit their job are just waiting for you to fail. And so and you might talk about this in your four step process, but I'm kind of wondering, like, when is it when quitting is a real strategy and when quitting is not the right strategy because maybe you just haven't dug in enough and haven't tried hard enough. Like when do you know like when to quit and when not to quit? Yeah, that that's an excellent question. There are in fact times when you should and times when you should not. Um and I'll give you just a, a couple of examples on both sides. Uh times when you should not quit. You should not quit just because something is hard. Because the, now some people will say, well, you know, the, and this idea, you guys mentioned sports earlier, and it is true that, uh, athletes, uh, in particular top athletes, professional athletes, Olympic athletes, they have to continue, they have to keep going, they have to push through. But a, an Olympic athlete, uh, are, is not going to keep going just for the sake of keeping going. They're going to keep going if what they're doing is working for them. If that thing is not working, whether it's an exercise program, whether it's an, uh, the, the, their diet, uh, whether it's the supplements that they take, they're going to adjust as they go along. They know if, if this thing doesn't work, their trainer is going to say, okay, you need to stop doing that and start doing this other thing. Um, and that's what's going to get them to their success. If they just keep doing it, then it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but in, in any case, uh, if you – or something is hard, that's not the time you should quit. That's the time you should keep going. That builds character. That builds your competence level in your field. Uh, you also should not quit something uh, just because your neighbor is more successful or your coworker has a better job or your coworker makes more money. Uh, so these are times when you should not quit something. You shouldn't quit just because you haven't become successful yet. In other words, uh, it may take you a year, two years, ten years, whatever it takes, but you shouldn't quit just because you haven't reached that success level yet. So those are a few times you should not quit. The times when you should consider quitting are, for example, you ought to consider quitting if the thing that you're doing is not bringing you any appreciable results. Uh, in other words, uh, we, we're all familiar, in, in particular your audience, is familiar with the concept of ROI, re- return on investment. Right. If your right. investment is not bringing you, you're, you're not making more than you're spending, uh, you, that's a time when you ought to consider quitting that investment. In other words, it's a losing proposition. Uh, also, you might consider quitting uh, if the thing that you're working on is a dead end. Uh, let's say you have a company, you have a product, uh, a, a product line, a store. If that thing is a dead end, in other words, it's going nowhere. And by the way, this applies to relationships, jobs, or whatever the case might be. If the thing is not going to work, it, it, you're not. There is no way for this to work out. Again, that's a time when you ought to think about quitting. Um, and there's a list of, of other things that you should consider and think about. You know, I love this concept and I love the way you talk about it. And I'm just wondering, like, what made you decide to start pursuing the whole concept of quitting and helping people learn how to quit and when to quit? Well, I, I was having a conversation with my son and he's a Marine Corps officer and he was approaching the end of his tour of duty. So he called me up. He said, Dad, you know, I'm thinking about quitting. I, I don't know if I want to stay in the Marine Corps and be an officer anymore. So my advice to him was, nope, you've got to do it. You know, you, you're 20-some years old. 
You can retire when you're 40 years old, got your whole life ahead of you. Um, there's great benefits. There's great prestige in being a Marine Corps officer. Um, all the great things that come along with that are yours for the taking, right? So I'm, I'm being all dramatic with my son. <laughs> so uh, in any case, what I recognized that night, I went to sleep, and um, in the middle of the night, around 2 o'clock in the morning, one thing came to my mind, and that word that popped in my head was quit. So the next day when I got up, I talked to him, and I said, well, you know what? I, I realized that I'm trying to – I'm telling you that you should not quit being a Marine Corps officer not because this may or may not be something that you want to do, but because of what I think externally. And what I recognized at that moment is that we as a society have this, we've been pushing people to do things that they may not want to be doing. And I think that it, that wasn't just me, but everybody around me, you know, about my son, he asked his mom, he asked his sisters, he asked his, his friends, and everybody is saying the same thing. And it occurred to me that he, we, he should be thinking about his goals. What, do he, what does he want to accomplish in life? Why is he on the planet Earth? Why was he born? What is it the thing that he cares most about in life? What does he want to be doing? Now, ultimately, he decided to, to stay in the Marine Corps. Uh, but But the point is that me, as well as other people, have been trying to talk people out of quitting things, and that may be good for them. It, it may not be the thing for him in life. And and that's how I came up with the idea. Once I recognized that, wait a minute, why am I trying to push him? Uh, and then instead, I changed my approach. And that at that point, that's when I started to do my research on the concept of uh, quitting. You know, I I really, really, really love what you said because that happens so often. We're in the middle of something and we ask everyone around us what we should do when the answer really needs to come from us first. We need to figure out. And that's when I found even when I was young, the decisions that I made that worked out the best for me were the ones that I kept to myself and only asked people not so much their opinion, but for their help around like starting a business or how different businesses work, not so much their opinion about whether or not I should do it. And then when I got clear, then I would tell others what I was planning on doing. And and I think that that's so key is you have to look inside first mm -hmm. because for every single person you ask, everybody's going to have an opinion, but it doesn't. Even though people care about us and they want the best for us, they're not us. They're not us. <laughs> yeah, um, they're you not know, us. Zig Ziglar, um, we, we, if, if we recall Zig Ziglar, the great mm -hmm. motivational speaker, he made a comment. Someone was asking him about that one time and about sharing your ideas, sharing your goals with other people. And he said that there are two types of goals. Well, he said that this one type is refer. he referred to as give up goals, the other type he referred to as go up goals. He said that if you have a give up goal, then you ought to share that with everybody. A give up goal is something where you're trying to give something up. You're trying to give up eating sweets, give up smoking, give up drinking, give up gambling. So if you're doing that, he said that's a great thing to share with people because people will smother you. They'll be all over you as soon as they see you take a bite of uh, apple pie, you know, they'll be like, oh, no, 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 you said you're going to give that up. So he said that 
sharing give up goals is good because that's when you want people, you know, you kind of will uh, pull back yourself because of these external factors. And that's a great thing. On the other hand, I'm going to stop you because we have to take our first break, but I'm loving this conversation. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today is Dr. Stanley Robertson. We'll be right back. Let's face it. Getting noticed at work can be tough. And if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation, voicing your opinion, or sharing your skills with other professionals, it can be even tougher. Hi, I'm Eva Levandusky, and I know how it feels. You have the confidence, yet when all eyes are on you, the fear can kick in. I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis, and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at Eva at charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Hey guys, welcome back. We're talking to um, our really cool guest, um, Dr. Stan, and um, he's known as the Quit Doctor, and his website is thequitdoctor.com. And you need to go there and check out his book, Quit the Last Principle of Success. And we're learning some really cool things. We were talking before the break about um, some inspirational speakers and how how they they share how to achieve success uh, in a way that speaks to the quit doctor. So continue, Dr. Stan. Yeah, yeah we were talking about the difference between give up goals and go up goals. We just said that um, if you have a give up goal, that's probably a good thing to share with other people around you because a, a give up goal is something that you're trying to stop doing. You you want to give up smoking. You want to give up gambling, give up bad eating habits because people will actually, they will try to shame you into doing it. If they see you uh, take a, <laughs> uh, smoke a cigarette and you said you're giving up cigarettes, well, you know, everybody's going to say, oh, you said you're going to stop doing that. That's going to help you. On the other hand, a go up goal is something that you're trying to achieve. You're trying to get better. You're trying to uh, do something that you haven't done before. Uh, according to Zig Ziglar, uh, you should not share go-up goals until you know, you're know you ready to share that because then people can discourage you. So so I uh, think um, yeah, mm-hmm. what Eva was saying earlier, um, I agree that uh, you want to be careful when you share those types of goals. Yeah, you want to keep them close to your vest. Well, and you know what? Even with the other goals, like when you say you want to give up smoking or you want to give up drinking or you're watching your weight, you know, when everybody and their mom starts pointing out to you that, oh, well, I thought you were going to give up smoking. Oh, I thought you were going to give up eating. It makes you almost want to do it more. It's better to just even keep that to yourself, too, sometimes, because the people that are supposedly are helping you are just really annoying you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, You know. Dr. Stan, so in the business world, I'm mm-hmm. IT guy going back, and um, some of my skill set is in the agile methodology. And agile has this phrase that we use called fail fast. And 
when I met you the first time, <laughs> I immediately thought of this is another way of fail fast. And it's such a great concept. I never thought about um, this type of uh, strategy outside of say, a project at work. But um, your, your quit the last principle of success book kind of speaks to that, right? Sort of like, yeah. you know, the clock ticks, guys. Um, let's keep focused on our goals. And if we need to fail fast, let's fail fast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, fail fast is, a, is an excellent uh, concept. And one of the things in relation to, uh, to my four-step process, the first step uh, is to quit quickly. In other words, recognize that something doesn't work. If you're doing something and the thing that you're doing is not going to work for you, the faster you realize that this thing is not working and the faster you disengage, the better you're going to be, the more success uh, you're going to oh, have. Oh, God, you know, so, mm-hmm. that first principle, uh, I mean, it's so important mm-hmm. because, you know, you know what happens? Ambivalence sets in and we end up right. just going to work. And, you know, you know, I hate to say even, you know, in a relationship, but we just go through the motions and, you know, that principle, I think, is so important. You know, like, let's make a decision right away. If this is, if I'm not getting the ROI, <laughs> I need to think about moving somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. That, yes, that, absolutely. That, that's absolutely correct. And I think that um, the sooner we realize that, the better off we're going to be. Um, I'll, I'll give you just a really um, quick story, for example. Um, now, this this concept, again, applies to business, it applies to relationships, mm-hmm. it applies to anything else that, that you want to um, quit. But since this, you guys are doing a corporate show, well, I'll, I'll give you one about uh, an example related to business. So we're all familiar with um, the Ringling Brothers Circus. Um, last mm-hmm. year, they went out of business. And they had been in business for 146 years, but they had been sued by these animal rights activists. And they were telling them that they had been abusing animals. Ringling Brothers refused to give up the animals in the circus. Now, when they asked them why, they said that uh, you can't have a circus without animals. As a result, they ended up, it ended up costing them multi-millions of dollars. They were tied up in court over a decade because they wouldn't quit using animal acts in the circus. Now, eventually, they went out of business last year. But the point is this, is that all they had to do was quit using animals in the circus. They could not do it because of emotional reasons, because of the attachment that they had to the, to the animal acts. And we know that you can have a very successful circus because Cirque du Soleil and all of those uh, types of, um, of entertainment venues never use animals, but they use other types of uh, entertainment, acrobatics, um, and, and so forth. And those things are wildly successful. So all Cirque du Soleil had to do was quit using the animals, but they should have recognized that very quickly and stopped as fast as they could and reinvented that circus. They didn't do it, and now they're out of business. Damn, you know what? Principle one, um, it, you're exactly right. You know, And when you speak, right, Dr. Stan, you're so... Calm and grounded. We, you got a nine one one out there. Everybody's got to start <laughs> um, understanding this, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the sooner we understand, I think you you made the point earlier, uh, Charlie. You said that it's freeing. I think that's the operative word. That it is freeing. And my goal is to help everyone 
themselves from this stigma and the shame associated with the concept of quitting. In other words, we should feel free to disengage from anything that doesn't work for us. Yeah. Well, but I could see like Ringling Brothers, right? I mean, their whole thing was, you know, they had the elephants, they had all these different acts that involved animals. And it would almost be like telling Siegfried and Roy, no tigers, right? I mean, it that would be a really, really tough one to quit. So sometimes I agree it can be freeing, but sometimes I think it can also be really painful well, it can, it, to, it, to look to see that, wow, what we've been doing all this time needs to be revamped. Yeah. You know what? It puts the ownership and the leadership on us. So knowing now that um, everything is a little expedited, um, you have to have your finger on the pulse at all times. So Mr. Ringling and his brother <laughs> needed to understand that ahead of time, and it would have been an easy – so they they went stagnant in their thinking. They did. You know? I agree. I agree, but it's when – you're, when you're the stagnant one, you don't want to think that you're the stagnant one. Right. And it's like, no, no, we brought, you know, like young – acrobats in, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we still we're doing new stuff. We're doing new stuff. What I are you talking about? I a fast about? guy in the ring. The lions couldn't catch him. Right. <laughs> well, I think you're right that it is very painful to make those decisions. Uh, whether you're giving up the the animals in the circus or whether you're the magicians and you need to give up the tiger act. However, if you cannot make those decisions, you're going to be out of business, and you're going to be out of business very quickly. And right. Uh, for example, uh, you know, we all remember you know, Blockbuster Video and uh, mm. Circuit City. If you can't give up producing or renting uh, DVDs or, I mean, uh, VHS uh, tapes, you're going to be out of business. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Who would have figured, right? And then you know there's that one guy sitting somewhere going, I love my VHS. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to pay the penalty. I don't have to pay the penalty. So... Um, I have to ask, um, you know, we get to cheat, right? Because we get your one cheat. We met you. We learned a little bit about you. But I have a question on uh, something that you shared about um, how a person would improve their finish rate. And I'm not sure what you mean by finish rate, but uh, after you explain that to me, you can tell me how to achieve it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, so the, the idea of the finish rate is this, is that now most of us recognize that if you are going to, um, uh, if you're doing something, you're trying to reach a goal, we have been taught, and this is actually a, a very valid point, that you do have to have persistence. There are times when you have to persist. You've got to be able to um, keep going on whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, that's what I'm referring to as the uh, finish rate. Uh, yeah, so in other words, yeah, you may not, you may have to quit things along the way, but you still want to get where you're going. Ultimately, if your goal is to be a, a concert pianist and get to Carnegie Hall, you've got to be able to finish. You've got to get there, but there are things you're going to have to quit doing along the way. You may have to quit I get procrastinating. It. Uh, I get so, it. So that's Perfect. the idea behind the finish rate. Uh, now, yeah. some of the things that you might do to help yourself get there, um, which I think is the question you're asking, uh, there, there are several things that you can do. Um, and I'll give you one, just uh, one quick example. Uh, 
the, and, and there are several examples, but um, one of the things that you might do, for example, is you might quit using the word, I can't. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of people use the word, I can't, but uh, they've done a study, and in this study, they took two groups of people. This was a group, this was a, a large group of business women. On the one group, they uh, told them to use the word, I can't. The second group, they told them to use the word, I don't. They were working on a uh, self-improvement, like a, um, a uh, health uh, thing, basically exercising. So they were on this exercise uh, plan. And the women, whenever they were faced with a challenge, like someone said, oh, eat this cake or let's skip the workout, one group will say, well, I can't eat cake or I can't skip the workout. The other one would say, I don't eat cake or I don't skip the workout. What they found at the end is that the women who used the word I don't were ten times more successful than the, the women who used the word I can't. In other words, one person in ten, was successful when they said, I can't. Uh, nine people in ten were successful when they said, I don't. And the conclusion was that the word, I can't, re- uh, represents an external restriction. In other words, it's almost like your brain. You're telling your brain, I want to eat the pie, but I can't. I want to skip the workout, but I can't. So that's an external restriction. On the other hand, the word I don't was empowering because it says to the brain, oh, sure, I could eat cake, but I don't eat cake. I could skip the workout, but I don't skip my workout. So I don't was more empowering, whereas I can't was more external restrictive. So just stop using that word alone. We we showed 90% better results um, for using that. So that. And that's just one example. I... Love that yeah. so much. I Dr. don't Scan. speak leadership. Right? <laughs> what are right, you talking right. about? I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. Well, it's almost like, well, it's exactly when I had to go gluten free because I knew that it was gluten was making me sick. And I now just say, I don't eat gluten. I just don't. And it's not any big deal. And it makes such a huge difference. I mean, words just have such a huge impact. And even changing from, I failed to I quit. Yep. I think is empowering as well. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. That- because um, I failed again is something that's kind of out of your control. I quit is in your control. You decided to stop doing that thing. Right. Right. And that that is just a perfect piece of advice that someone can start doing today immediately, just changing up the yeah. way you yeah. talk about something. Yeah. can make a huge difference because the whole concept of quitting isn't failing. And thinking of it that way is you're right. It's just so empowering and you're just, you know, moving into a new strategy. You're just doing something different. You're seeing something not working, but you've made the move to do it differently. Yep. And once again, everyone, we have the privilege today of speaking with um, Dr. Dr. Stan, our guy, who we love, and uh, a Chicago uh, (laughs) alumni, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we're talking about his book, Quit, The Last Principle of Success, and can we get that book uh, anywhere, Dr. Stan? Is it available through your website? Uh, Yeah, yeah. it's on my website, uh, thequitdoctor.com. Um, and of course, it's available also on Amazon um, and any other online bookseller. But uh, but my website, thequitdoctor.com, is, is a good place to go. Excellent. And you know, um, I just want to mention the 
Father's Day is right around the corner. Mm. And this is a great opportunity um, of a great purchase, a unique gift that can change someone's life, right, and way of thinking. It's just so cool. And make them feel good. Yep. So um, we have a lot more to talk about. Um, we're going to take our next break. So please stay with us, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our special guest, Dr. Stan, will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is the Quit Doctor, Dr. Stanley Robertson, and he is the author of Quit, The Last Principle of Success, which you can find on Amazon. You can also go to his website at thequitdoctor.com. So, Dr. Stan, let's talk about how to become a successful quitter. I know we've we've talked a little bit about, alluded to the four-step process, but can we dive into the four-step process, like what people need to do? Sure. The um, So the, the four-step process is something that I came up with after I thought about this idea of um, quitting. And when I figured out uh, the concept itself, um, I read every book that I could find on the subject of quitting. I also studied every um, theory that I could get my hands on on the subject as well. And what I found is that everything that was being said about this idea of quitting could be boiled down into four general uh, categories of things. Um, so what I did is I, I articulated that as this four-step uh, process that you can go through if you want to be successful at quitting something. Um, and I use the word quit as an acronym to describe the four steps, uh, just to make it easier for people to remember. So Q-U-I-T will describe those steps. The first step is the Q, which we, we talked about a little bit earlier, which is, stands for quit quickly. I quit love quickly. it. And the, the idea behind quit quickly is that you have to recognize when something is not working and you have to disengage from that thing as fast as you can. The longer you do something that you don't want to be doing, um, not only does it interfere with your success rate, but it also causes health problems, both mental and physical, because there's stress associated with doing things. You work a job you hate. You're in a toxic relationship. Uh, you're living in an environment that you don't want to be in. All of these things are very stressful, and they cause uh, real problems. And I mean, like, um, real problems, like physical problems. Um, mm -hmm. So quitting quickly is uh, the first step. 
The second step is the U, Q-U, and the U stands for understand negative emotions. And what that means is that if you're going to quit something, you have to recognize that there's going to be problems. People are going to say things externally that's going to impact your decision to quit, but you are also going to have some internal negative talk or self negative self-talk, uh, which will also, can also interfere with your ability to quit something. Uh, so that's understanding the negative emotions. Once you can understand what's happening to you and inside you, then you can better navigate those emotions and get to where you want to be. The I, Q-U-I, I is initiate new goals. After you decide that you need to give up something, you cannot just stand still. You have to create new goals for yourself. As a matter of fact, the best way to quit something uh, is to create something new. And we see this, whether it's giving up a, a, a job, for example. If you're going to quit a job, you should never do that until you can find yourself a new job. If you're going to give up a product, we talked about, uh, for example, Ringling Brothers. If you're going to give up animals, you need to figure out what are you going to do to replace it. If, if you're blockbuster video and you're going to give up VHSs, you've got to figure out how to stream or how to do DVDs or something, mm -hmm. how to do the red box. But whatever it is, if you give up the thing, you have to figure out what do you re-engage to? Where do you put your resources and your effort after you quit the first thing? Uh, so that's the I, initiate new goal. And the fourth step is the T, Q-U-I-T. And the T stands for transform your behavior. Because uh, we recognize that if you are doing something different, you can't continue doing the same things that you were doing before. In other words, you may have to uh, learn something new. You may have to uh, enlist some new resources. You may have to retrain your, your brain. Uh, you may have to um, get a coach, uh, whatever. It, there, But there's things that you must do if you're going to do something new because you cannot keep doing the same thing that you were doing. So that's the that's just the kind of the short version of the four-step process. Q-U-I-T. Q-quit quickly. You understand the negative emotions. I, initiate new goals. And T, transform your behavior. You know, it's so simple, but yet no one said it's easy. No one said it's easy. <laughs> That's exactly right. What you're saying is true. Now, my four-step process is very simple, but there is a great body of work. There's a great body of research on this subject, um, and I had to read through books, I mean, you know, 15, 20 books, um, and mounds of uh, research papers to come up with this simple stuff. So I call it my simple four-step process because it kind of boils everything down. But every one of those areas, you know, the, the idea of quitting, the negative emotions, there there are books and papers written on each one of these steps. And, and what I've just tried to do is kind of summarize everything into these four steps. But every one of these things, there's stuff that you need to do for every one of these four steps if you're going to be successful. Yeah, and, you know, I especially, I, I know we keep hitting on quit quickly, but I think when people hear the word quit, I think it's good to reiterate the fact that sometimes it can be, just be Quit saying I can't. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. There, there's a million things that people ought to quit doing or quit saying or quit thinking. 
So there, there is no shortage of things that we that would help us become more successful if we quit. You know what? What I really liked is you you kind of snuck it under the radar there, but I liked when you said. Oh, quit procrastinating. Well, that's a good one, right? Especially when you're working for yourself. It's so easy to procrastinate when you don't have a client or someone breathing down your neck to get stuff done. Yeah. Right. And, um, and so yeah, quit procrastinating, quit saying I can't. Just those simple changes to start with can then move you in the right direction. Yeah. The concept behind the quit acronym is it will raise the bar in your life as well. And you know, you have to deliver. Definitely. Like even just having that on your desk and just, you know, knowing what each one of those acronyms stand for. And yeah, you don't want, you don't want to put that on your cubicle wall where it says quit because your manager <laughs> might get the wrong idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, but that, see, that's just uh, a testament to the notion that we don't understand the concept because you're right. If you, if you say that, you know, to your boss or in your work environment, people, will make the assumption, oh, you, you're, you're immediately talking about quitting the job. Uh, however, we should understand that quitting in a uh, corporate setting, in a work environment, is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you should quit your job. Now, there are times when you should think about quitting that particular job, mm-hmm. but that's not the idea. The idea is so- not for everybody to quit their jobs. Uh, for example, um, there is a, another study um, that was done, and this this happened last year as well, on um, uh, employees, corporate. Uh, they, what they did is they tried to study, and 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 this uh, this is one of the top studies that is that ever came out this year uh, or last year. And what they did is they studied all of these employees, and they tried to find out from a manager and a leader's perspective why employees quit. And what they determined, they they came up with twelve things that cause this, uh, that managers do or should do or should stop doing that causes employees to leave a company. Um, and, and I'll tell you one other thing. Um, companies now are starting to encourage employees to quit. Amazon, for example. Um, we know that Amazon is the maybe the largest company uh, in the mm-hmm. country or maybe even the world. And Amazon has a policy, and they call it the quit policy. And what they do every year, um, Jeff Bezos, I think it's the CEO, mm-hmm. he comes out to the employees. Um, this is not the part-time. This is his full-time employees. Every year he comes and he says he makes every employee um, an offer. And his offer is this. If you don't like working here, I will pay you to quit. And he will pay his employees up to $5,000 to quit. And the upper-level employees, of course, they, they can be higher than that. But I'm talking just kind of the general staff level employees. He will pay them up to $5,000 to quit. His rationale is that it's better if you have an employee who don't want to be there, that employee is going to cost you more money. And he has a formula on how he determines how much uh, an employee who doesn't want to be there costs the company. So his theory is that the employee who doesn't want to be there costs you more. So he'd rather pay the person to quit than for them to stay there because he can replace them with someone who's more productive, someone who wants to be there, and someone who's going to be a lot better for the company. So you know what you know, I think? This- I think he I think he read quit the last principle of success, <laughs> and right. and that's the direction he took with his company. Well, and I think too, it you know, it's not a bad thing to think of quit in terms of quit 
throwing coworkers under the bus. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. it, we laugh at that, but that's a, that's a big issue now at work. I mean, that's really kind of become a thing where people get very aggressive. Everybody kind of looks at, you know, the more aggressive one is the winner instead of the collaborative one. And and they're moving more towards collaboration and, and they'd like to pay lip service to that, but we haven't necessarily seen that um, in some organizations, not in all organizations. But just, you know, quit the negative behaviors, quit the negative talk about work, look at work a little bit differently. And then I always tell clients, get happy around work first and then decide where how you're going to quit because when you move, you're going to move to the exact same situation that you have if you don't figure out what exactly the issue is. Well, well so, there's other things you ought to quit as well in terms of work. Um, people, you ought to quit talking about your boss. You ought to quit thinking you mo- know more uh, than uh, your manager. Uh, managers ought to quit um, having to win all the time. Uh, in, in other words, some people – always think that they have to be the one to come up with the idea. You're in the meeting, and instead of listening to other people and, and, and getting feedback and finding out what's working, what's not working, you think that you have to be the one because you're trying to you know impress your boss or whatever. You ought to quit doing that. Um, so there are many things. You know, One of the things, people ought to quit talking too much um, at work. Uh, people ought to quit goofing off. People ought to quit procrastinating. Um, so, like I said, again, no one this, said it's easy. <laughs> That's right. And so it works uh, whether you're talking about a job, whether you're a manager or a supervisor or a business owner or entrepreneur, uh, it works every time. You know, I I don't want this conversation to end, but we have to take another break. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Dr. Stan Robertson, the Quit Doctor, and we'll be right back. This is Charlie Labosco. If you're working on a development project practicing agile methodologies, this message is for you, regardless of your role on the team. Agile is a faster, smarter, and more efficient way to develop and deliver continuous results. If this is not happening in your agile environment, reach out right now. My agile coaching and certification training programs empower you with agile skills that encourage collaboration, increase productivity, and even improve overall team morale. Now that's making a difference. I say, become Agile certified the right way, regardless of your role on the team, and then watch what happens. Reach out right now to charlie at charlieandiva.com and let's continue this conversation. Your future is counting on you. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Oh, welcome back, everyone. This is fantastic information we're getting from our guest, Dr. Stanley Robertson, and his website is The Quit Doctor, and his book is Quit, The Last Principle for Success. You know, Dr. Stan, your, your research is apparent because everything we discussed, you surrounded it with examples, and that is really hard to do, so uh, we really appreciate the effort that you have put into this, and it really shows in how you communicate. So thank you. Oh, thank um, you. And I think we we need to quit making mistakes. We need to quit. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Both> so <laughs> so here here's the here's the thing. Um, my greatest takeaway here, and you know, I had a question on earlier on the finish rate, and you explained that to me, and that to me is the most important thing because that. 
kind of tells me what's quittable and what's not quittable, kind of to your points along the way here. In other words, you know, if I'm in a relationship, I don't want the relationship to end, but I want certain parts of it. Maybe I need to quit doing certain things in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like you say about you may not want to quit your job, but you may want to quit coming in late or quit some of the things that you can improve upon. Right. Um, so I, I understand and we need to keep that finish rate um, on the page so that we don't get misguided in our quest of quitting. Right. Yes, absolutely. I, I think um, I, I would I would agree with that 100 percent. And um, we know that if you're going to be successful, you are going to have to um, have the quality or the character of persistence. You, you've got to be able to persist. The key is you need to know what to persist at and when to persist, not just like, oh, I can't give up anything. I can't quit anything. And I think that's where the problem comes in. We, we think that you should never quit anything, and that's just wrong. Right, and I, I'm learning so much here. Well, and I think that's the big thing with the the you in your acronym with understand the negative emotions behind it, behind not even so much what everybody else is going to say. I found, you know, with myself is that even if everybody else was negative, but I was feeling super positive, I could still turn them around or at least get them to a neutral place. But, you know, what do people need to do to start handling those negative emotions that can come up? Uh, I think the negative emotions probably is at the top of the list in terms of issues um, that we have in relation to the idea of quitting. If you're going to try to get past the negative emotions, the first thing that we have to do is recognize that they exist. We have to recognize that we are reluctant to quit for various reasons, um, and there's two reasons in particular. One is the is the negative emotions that exist that prevent us from doing it. And the second one, uh, is there something in our brain that causes us to not want to quit something? And if we understand that, then we can work around the idea. Um, so, for example, um, there's another study uh, that was done. And then this particular study is called the Jigsaw Puzzle Study. In the jigsaw puzzle, they took two groups of people. They gave them a jigsaw puzzle. The first group, they said, finish this puzzle. The second group, they gave the same puzzle. They said, finish the puzzle, except with the second group, they interrupted them. They did not let them complete the puzzle. And the group that – the first group who did finish the puzzle, they were happy. They went on about their business. They never thought about the puzzle again. The second group who they interrupted did not allow them to complete the puzzle they thought about the puzzle twice as much as the first group. What they found out in the study is that the reason why the second group continued to think about the puzzle was because of the fact that they could not uh, finish it. And they determined that the human brain is hardwired for completion. In other words, if you, if you are doing something and you are not able to complete the thing that you're doing, uh, your brain keeps going back to that thing. So in other words, uh, the more you think about the thing, the more you can't do it, you, your brain becomes in this, uh, in this loop. So whether you're trying to give up a bad relationship, whether you're trying to, um, quit a job, quit living in a bad climate, uh, whatever it is, 
your brain continues to think about the thing because you, you can't have it. You gave it up. You weren't able to complete it. So that is one of the problems in, in terms of why our brains continue to uh, want to engage in things opposed to giving it up. Um, and another quick example in terms of uh, the emotions and how, how to get past it, um, there is something uh, called the expectancy theory. The expectancy theory says that we will do things, we will make decisions based on what we expect to happen. So, therefore, if we recognize this, we recognize that if you um, have a goal, I'll give you, again, just a very uh, brief brief example. Um, There's this couple that I know, one was a doctor, one was a lawyer, um, and the the guy, the the husband who was the doctor, he ended up having a heart attack, and he could not uh, perform his duties. He had spent a lot of money, invested a lot of money and years into that, uh, into the practice that that he had the wife who was the lawyer didn't want to give it up because she felt like oh i don't want to lose everything that we put in now she she was a a, uh what do you call it a devout uh, religious person so she felt that you know she had faith and god would take care of it and so forth so in other words she expected that things were going to work out with that business even though the doctor could no longer do it and she didn't have the skills or the background to do it so that is a is an example of how your emotions can prevent you. So we we need to recognize that the emotions will cause us to do things that we maybe should not do. She was not equipped. She didn't have the skills to do it yet. The her emotions would not allow her to disengage from that, and as a result, they lost more money and more time um, on that business. Uh, that so is it, it, actually a, a tricky example because you would. Um, think either they got out right away, you know, sort of like the Ringling Brothers example, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. This person thought they were doing the right thing by not quitting, and maybe they needed to rethink that as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're right. And, and if you look at both of those examples, you recognize that both of those those are kind of on the opposite ends uh, of this of the quitting spectrum. However. No, regardless to which side you're on, if you're on the side where you need to uh, think about giving, the, well, I guess I guess actually both of them should have quit. I mean, Ringling Brothers should have quit using the animals, and she should have quit the business. So I, I guess they both should have should have quit. It's a real challenge sometimes, especially like you say, the way our brain is programmed for completion, right? Yeah, it makes it. Very difficult. Well, and when the emotions get in the way, right? I mean, that's what I was saying earlier about Ringling Brothers is you've been doing it for so long. There's such a fear there, and I'm sure there was such a fear there for her, too, of what do we do instead? This is all I know. What do we do instead? Her whole dynamic, even her marriage shifted because he was a different person now with what happened. That's um, true. Yeah, and it it can just become so overwhelming. So going through your book and kind of learning how to start handling some of these emotions and, and understanding that not it doesn't always have to be a big step. It can be a small step just in terms of even changing the way you talk about something. Just changing a few words around can shift the way your brain thinks and your subconscious mind thinks. Test it. Give it a test, right? Just go yeah. from uh, from I can't to I don't. And yeah. take that baby step and then go from there. Um, and let me just share once again 
this uh, unbelievable book, Quit, The Last Principle of Success, available at Amazon and also at Dr. Stan's website, um, thequitdoctor.com, with Father's Day approaching. I think it's a great gift, but throw that away. Just get it any day. It's a great gift for everyone, right? Um, I just think that quit fast. And then uh, transform your behavior at the end. Are those? A- yeah, I mean, let's go through those steps again, right? So we've got you just use the quit acronym. So it's quit quickly, understand negative emotions, initiate new goals, and transform your behavior. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's the part that we always have and a you hard know time what? with it. Transforming. I can put that on my cubicle wall, and when my boss comes by and sees it, I can say, "Well, hold on, my finish rate is. I plan on staying here." Right. What I'm quitting is the little speed bumps along the way within my career here. Right. Right. And the yes. negative self-talk and the negative, yes. not even the negative outward talk. Yes. Right. The, the blatant <laughs> negative talk. <laughs> well, Dr. Stan, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate all the knowledge that you shared with us. It you're was like, a great show. You're like the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, well talking about, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Um, no, thank you so much. We learned a lot. We love the book, Quit the Last Principle of Success. Um, it's a new way to approach growth, and um, I just love it. So thank you. Thank you. Yep. Well, th- thank you. I, I appreciate it. You guys are amazing. And, um, uh, you know, I just want to encourage uh, your audience um, out there to do not, do not, be prohibited from giving up things that don't work for you because of what other people are saying or think about uh, the idea of quitting. You should feel free to disengage from anything that is not working in your life. It's going to bring you more happiness. It's going to bring you more health. It's going to bring you more success. And we've got to do it. We've we've got to be free to disengage. Excellent. Well said, Dr. Stan. Very well said. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Take care and we'll speak to you soon hopefully so another great show oh my god this one was great and so once again our guest was the quit doctor you can go to the quit doctor.com dr stanley robertson and check out his book on amazon quit the last principle of success so thanks again charles thank you eva thank you for listening this is corporate talk with charlie and eva have a great week You've been listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Special thanks to our producer, Dave Olson, and the TalkZone family. All our replays are available at TalkZone.com or in the iTunes store. Also, be sure to download the free TalkZone app so you can listen to our show at any time. Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Please email us at info at Thanks again for listening.